you are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Tuesday, June 1st, 2021, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Connor Newcomb, and coming up on today's episode, we have a special guest joining us for a cool interview to talk about his baseball career. It is Morgan McSweeney, the Orioles' 17th round pick out of Wake Forest in the 2019 draft. McSweeney, a 23-year-old right-handed pitcher who has spent 2021 so far with the High A Aberdeen Ironbirds. And going into play on Tuesday, a 3.86 ERA over six appearances for McSweeney. Nine and a third innings pitched. He's got a save. He's got 11 strikeouts, just four walks. He has been good so far for the Orioles. But Morgan is going to join us to talk about his baseball career so far, what he had to work on during quarantine between 2019, his first season in the organization, and then to 2021. We do a little bit of talk about uh, his thoughts on, you know, all this extra data that he's been given and how he has been able to kind of maximize that value to increase his stuff. And then we do a little bit of rapid fire as well, talking about watching Grayson Rodriguez pitch, talking about being in this extremely exciting Orioles system and uh, what he misses most from his hometown up in Massachusetts. So that is all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On Orioles sent you. Well, of course, the Orioles' losing streak is now to 14 games as they fall 3-2 in 10 innings against the Minnesota Twins in the day game on Monday. Had a good chance to win that game. Jorge Lopez gave out arguably his best start of the year. Six innings, one run, seven strikeouts. The Orioles got good relief pitching. A scoreless seventh from Savers or Baldez. A scoreless eighth from Tanner Scott. A scoreless ninth from Paul Fry. But the Orioles could only manage a solo home run in the fifth inning from Ryan Mountcastle as their only run. Then in the top of the tenth, Adam Pletko gave up two runs. The Orioles scored a run in the bottom of the tenth. It started with a DJ Stewart RBI double with the runner on second, made it 3-2. to two. He went to third on a wild pitch with nobody out, and the Orioles could not get him home to tie the game. Again, they have now lost 14 games in a row, now the longest streak in Major League Baseball this year. They finished the month of May with five wins. The Orioles are 2-21 and 21 since the John Means no-hitter. But we are past all of that. We're not going to talk much about Orioles Big League Baseball today because we're talking minor leagues and we're talking to Morgan McSweeney. He is going to join us right about now. Again, the 17th round pick for the Orioles in 2019, 23-year-old right-handed pitcher out of Wake Forest who's been pretty good in his two years in the Orioles system so far. So a really cool conversation. You get to meet one of the Orioles minor leaguers. It's a conversation coming up right here with Morgan McSweeney. And Morgan, first of all, thank you so much for uh, taking a little time on your uh, your one off day in the minor league week to uh, talk about your career and come on the pod. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And so we, uh, we wanted to start just kind of in general because, you know, obviously as a guy in a minor league system, you're trying to, to do what's best for you and, and move up the ranks. But, you know, do you have a chance to, to look around so far this year and, and realize just kind of how much talent is not only around you in Aberdeen, but is just around you in this system with, you know, pretty much every level dominating it so far in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard. It's hard not to notice. Um, 
and especially just kind of watching the games every day in Aberdeen. I mean, our pitching staff is loaded. The lineup every day, no matter who we run out there, is is nine deep. Um, and then you get to know a lot of the guys at every level at spring training and in 2019. But yeah, you look up and down our system right now, and it's it's very talented and it's very deep at every position. So it's an exciting time to to be an Orioles minor leaguer. And there's a lot of there's a lot of knowledge out there too. Like you can learn a lot by just watching the games or, or getting to know the guys and learning why they do certain things um, without revealing any secrets there. But uh, so, yeah, it's, it's talented farm system for sure. Yeah. You know, we've already seen a a lot of promotions. Uh, I know a couple guys just went from Aberdeen uh, up to Bowie yesterday. Um, And, you know, a couple other guys like Joey Ortiz were called up and Blaine Knight was called up. Does, does that give, you know, you and, and other guys a little bit of the energy boost as well, knowing that, you know, we're not even a month into the minor league season and, and Michael Elias and his staff is already ready. You know, if you see somebody performing, going to get that promotion to the next level. Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely always kind of in the back of your mind. Um, but at the same time, you try not to focus on that too much. Just focus on going out there and playing well and, and letting them handle kind of the movement. Um, but yeah, it's awesome to see that they're, they're being aggressive with guys and, and <clears throat> letting guys earn promotions and, and stuff like that because it gives you a reason to kind of keep looking forward and see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. And so the, you know, since you've come into the Orioles system in 2019, the O's have also brought in a, a lot of new faces in terms of their, not just coaching staff, but, you know, strength and conditioning staff and, and a lot of the staffers that, you know, patrol these minor league teams, you know, who have been the guys, whether it be, you know, the pitching coaches, guys on staff, maybe strength and conditioning guys as well with the Orioles who have kind of helped you the most through your, you know, I guess three years, but, but really two seasons now in the system. Yeah. Uh, I mean, top to bottom, they've done a really awesome job. I know back in 2019, I spent a lot of time with Holti and, and Robbie Aviles in Aberdeen, um, just working on kind of refining some mechanical stuff and kind of adjusting to, to the bullpen life in professional baseball. But I mean, over quarantine, it was a lot of talking to Josh Conway and, and Holti and, they're just trying to make sure that you have everything you need and, and have a good plan for when we were home and didn't have as much hands on time with all them. Um, but top to bottom, I think you realize in pro ball that there's knowledge to steal from everyone, whether it's a hitting coach who's talking about a, a hitter's approach or just a, a coach who's an ex big leaguer um, that everyone has, has something and it's important to kind of keep your ears peeled for all that. Yeah. And so what, what kind of was your approach to quarantine? You know, we have everything shut down last March, you know, a couple of weeks before you were set to start your minor league season. Um, What was that approach for you? And, and, you know, how much help did you get from guys with the Orioles and how much did you have to kind of figure out on your own on how to, you know, keep your body ready, especially that time when, you know, many thought there was still going to be a minor league season at some point and then transitioning, knowing there wasn't and still having to get ready for 2021. Yeah, they were they the Orioles were super proactive in just staying um, staying in touch with everyone and, and staying on top of all that. But I, I it was just a tough time because nobody really knew what was going on and nobody knew whether we were going to try and have some kind of season last year. Or as it got to the back half, we were going to do fall ball or anything like that. So um, it was kind of just just taking it, trying to get in season shape early on, and then kind of approaching it like we were mid season in case we got the call that you know be in Florida in two weeks or something. Um, but yeah, it was, it was tricky. It was tricky to balance kind of that off season lifting program where you're trying to build some strength for when we eventually got back and also get 
kind of your innings limit for what we would have normally got in season, but they did a really good job of staying in touch and making sure keeping tabs on what you did for throwing that week and what you've been working on that type of stuff. And I know, you know, you've done some work at, at obviously your alma mater in Wake Forest, and I know they have a, a pitching lab down there, which is kind of uh, above the facilities that a lot of other college programs have. So what, sure. what, what have you been able to do down there and, and, you know, what, what kind of work can you get done at, at that lab and, and what kind of advantages to that connection to Wake Forest, you know, give you, you know, not just during quarantine, but, but overall to have that space. Yeah. Yeah. That lab is, uh, it's amazing. It's freaky. Some of the stuff they have in there, but I mostly utilized it sort of in college. I've been back there a few times since, um, probably one, once or twice, didn't get down there over quarantine to use it, but I used it mostly my junior year, kind of when it was in the really early stages at that point in time, nobody really had that technology, um, especially at wake. So they were sort of getting their feet wet a little bit as to how they were going to utilize that information and, 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 uh, you know, how they were going to apply it to whatever. Um, so originally it was kind of just getting baseline information for stuff, you know, like how much force you're putting into the ground and all these crazy values, Bauer units and valgus units, that stuff that I was like, I don't know what that means. And at the time they didn't either, but I know now it's, they're using it to, you know, figure out whether you can be more efficient with your legs or whether you rotate too early, just stuff like that, that kind of you miss with the naked eye, it moves too fast. Um, but yeah, they do some amazing stuff down there and I'm excited to, to hopefully get back down at some point and start to use that a little more. And I know the, you know, using the numbers, using the, the next level of data has been big for you so far um, in your baseball career. And I know it was a, a, a big piece of you, you know, getting to Wake Forest and, and you know, getting to pitch in Division One baseball and eventually getting you uh, into pro ball. So, you know, w- at what point did you, you know, start to look at that, start to buy into that? And, and what kind of impact has that had on your career? Because I know like on social media as well, you've been a big advocate for, you know, using the numbers and, and using all this data that is at the hands of, of most professional baseball players now? Yeah. Um, I would say I got exposed to it initially in college, probably, you know, sophomore, junior college, but a big part of it was kind of when we got to the Orioles, we, when we first got drafted, they gave us sort of the intro, um, like seminars, I'd say into the analytics and, and sort of, spin rate and all that type of stuff as it gets a little deeper but I think that was when I sort of learned how to apply it I learned what all those terms went in college and kind of you know what my baseline numbers were for them but once you once we got to the Euros we realized like how can we try to refine this to make it the most efficient it could be as opposed to these are my numbers you know now I just know what they are it's like all right how can we adjust those and try and get to more optimal numbers and something that's a little more effective at a major league level um, and I think that was when I kind of bought into it and went home that, that first off season and tried to change myself as a pitcher a little bit to be a little more effective. And that's when things started, started working out a little better. So we'll get back to our conversation with Orioles minor league pitcher Morgan McSweeney in just a second. But first, got to tell you about Credit Karma. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. 
Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for just making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. You can open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance, no requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. So right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVP Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. And today's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Now, chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Locked On Orioles in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com how much of that you know trying to change yourself a little bit did, did any of it you know connect to the fact that you know you've really been moved to the bullpen since you know coming into this Oriole system I know you were a starter your last two years at Wake Forest so you know how much has that work gone into that transition and how do you feel if any that you've changed as a pitcher you know knowing that when you go out there, you know, it's maybe one or two innings instead of trying to get through five, six, seven when you were in college. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely think, yeah, I think if you talk to a lot of people, they'll tell you that I'm a, I'm a high adrenaline pitcher. So I like to kind of feed off that, you know, yelling in my glove a little bit off the mound and stuff. Um, and it's tough to do that for six, seven innings as a starter, whether that's in college or, or pro bowl. Um, but so I definitely like that aspect of the bullpen. You can kind of, use that adrenaline a little more and go out there and just let it eat for a couple of innings. Um, but yeah, I think there was a, I would say, I would say less kind of changing myself as a pitcher when you move to the pen and it's more just learning if I'm only going to throw two, two innings and maybe face a few guys max twice versus two, three, four times through a lineup, you just learn how to use your stuff a little different. You don't have to hide things and, you know, it's more focused on just, attacking with your best stuff versus maybe setting a guy up for later in the game a little different approach but I'd say overall it's kind of the same the same mentality in the same I mean pitching is pitching but yeah, you know you you look at your numbers after that first year in 2019 and you know you come out of the bullpen 15 times your ERA is under two big strikeout numbers and did you know did did you feel good when you went back and assessed that first pro season you know kind of working into a new role and and you know having some some great numbers in Aberdeen back in 2019 yeah I mean coming off my junior year which was a rough one it was nice to get things back on track that summer and feel like I was heading in the right direction with some things and I definitely felt like I was better to the back half of that summer than I was at the beginning as well so just to be moving in the right direction was awesome and then was hoping to go home and and have a good uh 
good off season and get things going back in 2020. Obviously that didn't happen, but I think we're heading in the right direction here in 2021 too. So I'm excited as things kind of start to start to get going. Maybe we've missed some rainouts like we did last week, start playing some more consistent games, but. Yeah, I know for you, it's been, I want to say you've only pitched once in the last week plus, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with uh, yeah. the rainouts continuing. Um, but, you know, how have you felt on the mound so far this year? You continue to punch guys out of 11 Ks in, in nine innings so far. And, and do you feel like there's a, a second level you've hit this year um, that you maybe didn't have in 19? Cause you know, you were, you were able to, to skip low a and, and go right back to Aberdeen, but obviously at a, uh, at a different yeah. level this year, but, but how have you felt, you know, through your, your first six appearances so far this season? Oh, good. I mean, those first few appearances this year was like, it felt like you were debuting in college again, or like your first, like I haven't felt jitters like that on the mound. I mean, it was what, 12 months since we played in a real game, probably more than that. So there was definitely some butterflies early on, but I def I feel like we're all starting to settle in a little bit, and hit our strides here. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just as the season goes on and your arms get more in shape and you start to kind of recognize hitters in this league, I think that's when things will things will start to really feel normal again. But for now, yeah, just trying to getting used to to getting back on the mound in game, a little more adrenaline as the, as the stands start to fill up with with fans and it'll feel a little more normal. Um, that's exciting. So I'm looking forward to hopefully getting some more fans back in Aberdeen this week and maybe feeling feeling back like it was in 2019. Yeah, I know. I think when, when you guys return this week, I believe uh, the capacity restrictions are off um, and it should be huge as close to a full house as possible um, in Aberdeen, which which obviously will be great for everybody. You know, you guys, the fans getting in there, the, the team itself. Um, but Morgan, I want to hit you with uh, a few rapid fire questions um, before we go and, and did want to start with one that's maybe not as rapid an answer. But, you know, when you got that call or, or found out that the Orioles had picked you, um, in the 17th round, you know, you, you were a junior who, you know, did have the option if you wanted to of going back to Wake Forest, but what was kind of that reaction when you got picked and, and, you know, when did you know that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to become pro and I'm going to join the Orioles. Yeah, it was just, it was just exciting. I mean, that's something you look forward to for a long time and kind of sitting by the phone, those, those past few days before that call, um, you get anxious for that. So it was, kind of a weight off my shoulders and I think I had a pretty pretty general idea that that's what I wanted to do that 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 summer's head off to pro ball but yeah it was super exciting and obviously no regrets there yeah it's worked out so far uh, pretty well for you and the O's obviously um next one is there a major league baseball pitcher either active or or a guy retired who you've you know either emulated or, or looked up to during your your baseball career yeah, there's a lot. Um, my favorite pitcher growing up was Pedro Martinez. Um, don't throw exactly like him, but I think the mentality is kind of the same, just being a bulldog out on the mound. And I mean, there's a million today, like obviously DeGrom's a big one, big Garrett Cole guy. Uh, the Indians, one of their relievers, James Karinchek is a guy I like to watch. He's got notifications on my phone whenever he's pitching. I like to turn that on. Um, but there's a ton, yeah. Yeah, talk about intensity on the mound. Um, yeah. Karen Jack right there. Yeah. Um, you got to see it for, you know, five or so starts this year before he got uh, the promotion up to Bowie. But can you use one word to describe Grayson Rodriguez's stuff? I know you have a, a little bit of a, you know, a, a front row seat to him pitching at times. Yeah, it's electric. That's, yeah, that's loud stuff. <laughs> um, great way to describe it. Um, who is a... Uh, 
you know, this could be high school. This could be, you know, college at Wake Forest. Obviously, you saw a lot of good bats in the ACC um, or in, in your time in the minor leagues. Is there a is there a best hitter or toughest hitter that you feel you've had to face so far in your career? Yeah, um, I'll give it to a couple couple of my former teammates from Wake. Stu Fairchild, who's uh, in AAA with, the uh, I think, Diamondbacks now. And then Gavin Sheets, who's in AAA with the White Sox. Those are probably my freshman year. They they tore me up pretty good my freshman uh, fall. That was yeah, my welcome to college baseball moment. <laughs> yeah, Gavin Sheets, uh, a guy a lot of people talk about around here, of course, is dad Larry yeah. uh, played for the Orioles. Um, and then, you know, got to ask you one thing about the hometown. Uh, you know, you're here in Maryland playing baseball. W- what do you think is the number one thing you miss about Massachusetts uh, when you are playing here in Maryland? It's about Mass. I think it's like the Duncans on every corner. <laughs> I got up this morning, I was trying to get coffee and I could not, there wasn't a Duncan within like three miles of where I am. I was like, how is that? I have like three on the street. I live on back home. I feel like that so was I'd the answer. That. I feel like that was the answer I was expecting. And, and I, yeah. I still got that answer, <laughs> um, but I love it, Morgan. Um, thanks a lot for, for taking some time today to, uh, you know, talk about your career so far and, uh, and coming to the Orioles. And uh, I'm sure as long as we don't get any rain this week, people will be able to come out and uh, you know, with a big crowd and, and watch pitch um, up at Ripken stadium, but Morgan, thanks so much again and good luck to you the rest of uh, 2021. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So we will finish up with the Orioles talk in just a second, but first got to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now we got baseball season in full swing. You can track all the action over at betonline.ag. Maybe you want to place a bet against the Orioles every night. Probably smart. They've lost 14 games in a row. But it's not just baseball you can bet on. Got the NBA and the NHL playoffs going on. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs at betonline.ag. So before the next game, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So, Connor Newcomb, back here with you. Our thanks again go out to Morgan McSweeney for joining us on the podcast. Uh, definitely a cool conversation to have a current Orioles minor leaguer on the pod. Actually, the first time we have had a current Oriole on the podcast. Again, McSweeney, 17th round pick by the Orioles in 2019 at a Wake Forest. He was pick number 498 overall. Uh, a Hudson, Massachusetts native who played at three years uh, three years at Wake Forest as a starter before. The Orioles moved into the bullpen, and we didn't talk as much about his 2019, but he was great. You know, after the draft, he went right to uh, low A Aberdeen. He pitched in 15 games out of the bullpen, a 1.90 ERA in 23 and two thirds innings. He had 30 strikeouts in that time and just 12 walks and again you know the nine in the third innings he has had 11 strikeouts 386 ERA so far in 2021 and you'll see him out of that Aberdeen bullpen uh, once again this week for the Ironbirds and you know he's a guy who you know worked on that velocity he now throws in the upper 90s for the Orioles and you know a guy who's hoping if he can continue to put it together to get to double a buoy by the end of 2021 and you know he's a little younger he's still 23 and the Orioles have a lot of pitchers who are trying to do that um, but, you know, if he pitches well out of the pen, he's got a chance to be in that buoy bullpen by the end of the year, which will set him up pretty well going forward 
for the Orioles. But definitely a fun conversation, and I don't think that's going to be the last one. We've got some things in the works here to uh, have more than just Morgan on in terms of current Orioles minor leaguers. And obviously, we're going to continue to talk about the major leagues here on the pod, but let's face it, the Orioles have lost 14 in a row. They have the worst record in baseball right now at 17-37. and 37. Things aren't looking great. Meanwhile, at the minor league level, I mean, Delmarva's been amazing. Aberdeen's been amazing. Bowie's been amazing. And Norfolk has, you know, after a really rough start, really had a, had a really good week last week, and they're picking it up as well. Uh, so we're going to do some focus on the minor leagues as well, but uh, should be able to get some, uh, some more minor leaguers on the show. Um, so definitely make sure to stay tuned for episodes like that. But uh, coming up next here on the podcast, of course, uh, when we get back with you tomorrow, uh, hopefully, hopefully tomorrow's episode is centered around uh, the Orioles snapping their 14-game losing streak and finally winning a ball game. Uh, looking forward to the matchup tonight. Uh, it is Orioles and Twins for game two of a three-game series. Michael Pineda takes the hill for the Twins. Uh, the 32-year-old right-hander has a 2.62 ERA through eight starts this season, 47 Ks in 44 and two-thirds innings pitched. He spent a couple of weeks on the injured list uh, in mid-May, made his first start back against the Orioles last week, and was really good. Six innings, one run, three hits, eight Ks, and two walks. O's will try to figure him out uh, in Game 2 tonight. And uh, it'll be Bruce Zimmerman on the other side, the Orioles' 26-year-old left-hander, who has a 5-1-5 ERA and 43 and two-thirds innings of work. And uh, last time we saw Bruce, uh, he kind of figured things out once again uh, over the weekend in Chicago. Five innings, one run, six hits, six Ks, and one walk. One of Bruce's better starts of the year. Hopefully he can build off of that for the Orioles. But uh, one last little piece of news. Actually just got it here just before started recording. Uh, in terms of the Orioles minor leagues, you know, like we talked about Morgan McSweeney today, the Orioles have made a lot of promotions uh, you know, in their minor league, sending guys like Joey Ortiz and Grayson Rodriguez, uh, Blaine Knight and others up to double-A Bowie. You know, guys like Kyle Bradish and Willie Yan have gone to double-A to triple-A. Uh, but we have our first big-name release in the minor leagues uh, for the Orioles this year. Josh Rogers has actually just been released by the Orioles. He was with the triple-A Norfolk Tides. Of course, Rogers, the left-handed pitcher who was one of the players who came over to the Orioles from the Yankees in the Zach Britton trade a couple of years ago and a trade that, you know, hasn't worked out super well for the Orioles. Obviously, they got Dylan Tate um, in that move, but uh, they got Cody Carroll, who, you know, hasn't really been able to throw strikes. They got Josh Roberts, who uh, had to get Tommy John and, you know, missed a whole lot of time for the Orioles, but, you know, he was finally back from Tommy John. He did pitch in the big leagues uh, with the O's in 2018 and 2019, uh, but he was in AAA coming back from the injury this year and uh, just was not at all having a good start to his year. Did not look like his stuff was back to what it was when the Yankees you know, picked him in the 11th round at Louisville. The 26-year-old left-hander uh, so far this season in Norfolk had a 7.79 ERA in 17 and a third innings. He'd allowed 24 hits. Uh, he wasn't really walking, guys. He had 14 strikeouts and three walks, but he was just getting crushed. And uh, Josh Rogers, one of the pieces from the Zach Britton trade, really the number two piece out of that trade, has been released. Disappointing uh, for him, for the Orioles. We'll see if he catches on anywhere else. But... 
Before we go, I do have to tell you about another podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That is the Locked On Today podcast. And today on the Locked On Today podcast, is Nikola Jokic enough for the Denver Nuggets? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Coming up later this week, we're also going to have a mailbag episode here on the podcast. You can tweet us, DM us at Locked On Orioles on Twitter with your questions or email us at LockedOnOrioles at gmail.com to get in those mailbag questions. Uh, we could be doing the mailbag tomorrow, but I am hoping when we're back tomorrow, we're instead talking about the Orioles finally ending the losing streak and winning a game against the Minnesota Twins, also a team that they uh, cannot beat. They've now lost 16 straight games overall to the Twins, so that's another streak. They could end tonight. But we will be back tomorrow with an episode either way. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.